and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode is our Week 7 recap for the NFL, um, and we're just going to get right into it. Uh, Thursday night was the Jaguars in St. Louis, in New Orleans, taking on the Saints, and uh, the Jaguars took care of business, uh, beating the Saints 31-24. to I got to say, man, the fucking Jaguars are legit. I think they're really doing pretty good. Um, as a Texans fan, this is the team that's probably going to be on my radar uh, as the weeks come and everything like that. And, you know, possibly chasing the AFC South and everything like that. The Jaguars have only lost two games and one of them was to the Texans. So, um, but Trevor Lawrence has been playing really, really good since those two games. I mean, they knocked off the Saints, who are, are kind of like a mediocre team at the time, at, at as of right now. But they did knock off the Bills uh, last week, uh, uh, not that long ago, and everything like that. And the Jaguars are really have come into play. I think Trevor Lawrence is playing pretty good. That running back Attain Jr. looks pretty good, and everything like that. So, I mean. Best of luck to everybody. I don't know what's going on in New Orleans. They are kind of struggling. I don't want to say at the quarterback position, but they are kind of struggling to kind of redefine their offense and everything like that. And to be honest, I think I said it last week. I don't think Derek Carr is the answer. I think Jameis Winston is. I think he understands he understands this new offense because I think him being there in Drew Brees' last season, I think him being there could have really benefited the uh, the Saints and him kind of taking over the team could have really really benefited the whole idea of um, of just kind of uh, of just kind of moving forward as as the team moves on and everything like that. I always thought that the uh, the Saints could do a whole lot more if they would have let uh, Jameis Winston take over the team once Drew Brees retired and everything like that. But you know it is what it is and. Um, I'm not really sure where they're going to go from here. But all I know is that the Jaguars seem like, I don't want to say like the team to beat in the AFC South, but, you know, they are playing like they are a team on a mission. And to be honest, I really do think they are. And, um, you know, that being, and that's coming from me being a Texans fan and everything like that. So it really is kind of cool to see that. Um, but next up, we have a real shocker in the Sunday night games, like in the Sunday afternoon games. One of the big shockers was the fact that the Ravens steamrolled over the fucking Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions have been taking care of business ever since the season started. But for them to lose 38-6 to the way they did to the Ravens, that's crazy to me. The idea that these guys couldn't get nothing together. They were easily exposed. The defense had their number almost on every possession that they had. And it's mind-boggling that this team couldn't get any type of offensive going. You know, everything that they did, you know, in the beginning was kind of, it was working to an extent. The running game was pretty good. Jared Goff was playing pretty good. You know, a lot of the guys, you know, were playing good. And I don't understand how this team was just going to fall apart the way it did and, I was just blown away by the fact that they could not even score a day, uh, you know a touchdown at all until the very end. And then the fact that the Ravens were just dominating the team in a way that I've never seen them get dominated before. The Ravens had been struggling on both sides of the ball these past two weeks. So for them to come up against a formidable opponent like the Lions and just dominate the way they did was impressive. 
I got to say that the lines were easily exposed in this. And to be honest, it's starting to become a thing now. Now that we're approaching the midway through the season, we're getting to that halfway point now and everything like that. Um, and a lot of these teams, the top teams are getting exposed. The Lions, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the 49ers, all these teams. And it's crazy because now you don't know where this is going to go. You don't know where this could possibly be and everything like that. We got a um, we got a pretty good game in uh, in Chicago. The Bears are starting on the come up, you know, with with Justin Fields uh, out with an injury and that new kid. I cannot remember his name, uh, but that new kid that they had in um, that new kid they had. Uh, in uh in chicago uh he's the he's the um he's the uh the the quarterback he's the what is his name i can't even fucking remember his name and everything like that but anyway um it it was crazy how this kid was able to take care of tyson badgett 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 tyson badgett was the kid who was playing uh he was playing quarterback for the Bears, and he was actually taking care of business. Him and Dante Robinson were having uh, just incredible games uh, for the Bears, and the Bears are starting to, you know, starting to get their shit together. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, maybe it's Justin Fields' fault." I don't think that's what it is, but you know, I think with the guys like the Chicago Bears, they didn't want to be the laughing stock, and they put together a pretty good team. Same thing with the Denver Broncos. For a long time, they were the laughing stock, and Russell Wilson did look like the Russell Wilson of old. You know, he was scrambling, he was making those passes, he was doing everything that he could to kind of get his team a win, and he put he took care of business. You know, they knocked off the Green Bay Packers, who that's another team I'm kind of iffy about. They were easily exposed as well. And everything like that. Another upset, in my opinion, that happened was the New England Patriots, who were one in five going up against the Buffalo Bills, squeezed out a victory, and it was a pretty historic victory because it marked the 300th win uh, for head coach Bill Belichick, and um, he is now number three on the all-time list of most career wins by a head coach. He's right behind Don Shula and the. Uh, and the legendary uh, George Hallis and everything like that. That was a really, that was a really special game for Coach Belichick and everything like that. An amazing upset against the Buffalo Bills, who, in my opinion, are title contenders. So that being said, but I think one of the games that really stood out to me um, over the weekend was the Browns and the Colts. That was a fucking dog fight. It was like a heavyweight. It was a heavyweight boxing match. These two teams just kept going back and forth. It showed what a fucking hoss Miles Garrett is. You know, it showed what a great athlete PJ Walker is. And it showed that Garden Minshew could really lead his team to the promised land. I wouldn't say to the Super Bowl, but I'm, there's a good chance if the Colts keep playing, they could be vying for a, uh, a playoff spot uh, come, you know, come December and everything like that. But for the Browns to stick it out and kind of hang in there at the end and get into field goal range and you know, hold it down, uh, and win one on the road. That's very impressive. Miles Garrett and the defense really took care of business, uh, in Indianapolis. And that was a pretty good game. Uh, the chiefs knock off the chargers 31, 17, the Eagles, the Sunday night game between the Eagles and the dolphins started off as like one of those back and forth games. But by the time they got to the fourth quarter, the Eagles just dominated the Eagles and the chiefs are looking to be the teams that are probably going to repeat their, uh, last year's Super Bowl. Uh, because both teams, as of right now, are six and one, 
the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins fall to five and two, which was kind of you know taking a lot of people by surprise because the Dolphins are another team that are not easily exposed. But you know they you know with the a lot of the stuff that was going on uh, that in their early success not really all there. You know you got their your your rookie running back you know goes down with a uh, with an injury and everything like that, and their offense kind of changes up a little bit. You know Tyreek Hill is still being the beast. And they're not they're not as heavily reliant on the running game like they were earlier on, but they're still getting the job done. They're still moving the ball, but you know, at the end of the day, there was no way that they were going to be able to surpass the Eagles because the Eagles have a very good defense. Last but not least, we have the Monday Night Football game between the Vikings and the Forty ers This was a fucking shootout. I really believe this was a good shootout between the Vikings and the Niners. I just think that the Vikings defense really took care of business. Um, at home and holding down the fort, Kirk Cousins still Kirk Cousins proved that he is still a valuable, solid quarterback in the NFL right now. And to be honest, with him kind of coming up on the rise and with the Lions easily exposed, that you know that could create a little bit of a tiff right there. And the Vikings could easily come in and take that division because I you know even though I thought the the Lions were the best team in that division, but the way they got exposed in um, in Baltimore, that just tells me that, you know, maybe, maybe they're not all, maybe they're, they're not as all, they're not all the way there just yet. The Vikings, in my opinion, they are doing some great football without their star player, Justin Jefferson. And, you know, that says a lot, not only about what Kirk Cousins can do, but what the team, what the offense and the defense can actually do. There's a good chance that they could take their division. There's an even better chance that they could get a playoff berth. I think Kirk Cousins is probably one of the best quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. You know, he is getting up there in his age and everything like that. But if they can put it all together and not necessarily buckle under the playoff lights, there's a good chance the Vikings could be the the hipster pick to actually win it all this year. Um, now, they're going to have to go through Philadelphia and San Francisco. But the way they played Monday night against San Francisco just shows me that, you know, they could actually do it. There's a small window of opportunity for the Vikings and hopefully they can finish out the year strong and possibly even make the playoffs the Niners on the other hand I don't know what was going on um because the Niners were not the Niners were moving the ball but for some reason they weren't scoring uh missed missed that opening field goal Brock Purdy threw like I think three interceptions you know and then Christian McCaffrey had a fumble earlier on and uh you know it was National Titans Day and they were uh, on Sunday, and they weren't really using their tight end, you know, and uh, it is kind of upsetting that, you know, Brock Purdy didn't have Debo Samuel to kind of uh, rely on. However, you still got Brandon Ayuk, you still got, uh, you still got Brandon Ayuk, you still got uh, uh, George Kittle, you still got a lot of these guys that you can open the ball to and rather not rely on Christian McCaffrey, because that was one thing that the Minnesota defense did that no other team had been doing, which was focusing all their attention on Christian McCaffrey, which is why he was only, even though he did get a uh, rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, he was held to under, maybe under 100 yards. He had a fumble earlier on, and they was kind of forcing Brock Purdy to kind of do that drop back and, you know, try to hit some uh, plays at the end. And I know that last drive, you know, once, once Minnesota missed that field goal and the ball went back to the Niners, the Niners had that one drive going all the way back, and Brock Purdy could have easily got you know got the job done and led that 
you know, the two-minute drill to win the game. But unfortunately, he throws that, um, you know, that soul-crushing interception at the end, and that was the nail in the coffin for the 49ers. I don't think the Niners have really anything to worry about because I think they are the best team in their division. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are really going anywhere. They're one in six. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks. Now the Seattle Seahawks probably are looking pretty good. Um, you know, Geno Smith looks like he could lead his team once again to the playoffs, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens from there. The Rams are kind of iffy here and there, you know, they don't really have it all together as well. They're rotating a lot of guys at running back. Um, however, with Cooper Cup kind of slowly getting back into the lineup and Puka Anuka taking care of business, holding it down as the best receiver on the team, you know, it looks, you know, if, if anything, they could be also a playoff team as well. But overall, I don't think any, I don't think any of the three teams are better than the 49ers, even though the Niners have lost two horrible games the way they did couldn't beat Cleveland last week and couldn't beat Minnesota on Monday. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the near future. Um, I believe the only, the only, the teams that were on by this week um, were obviously the Texans, the Cowboys and the Jets. A lot of those teams were just, you know, on by and everything like that. So hopefully once we get into week eight, you know, we'll see what the, the landscape looks like at this point. But um, yeah, those, some pretty crazy stuff. Not too many injuries. Not too many people went down uh, without it. I know Anthony Richards' uh, season is uh, his his season is over. Uh, torn rotator cup, so that's unfortunate. Uh, Fred Warner did go down from the Niners. Did go down with an injury, but he was able to return back from the game. Uh, Debo Samuel still out as of right now, as is Justin Jefferson. Uh, so not too many things to report on as far as big injuries go, but. Um, um, you know, the things are looking up as we get, to, as we are approaching the halfway mark, uh, in the NFL season, it looks to be uh, a pretty interesting season, uh, for a lot of teams, you know, it still could go either, either way in general, if that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you liked the episode, uh, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21. Uh, let me know how your teams did over the weekend. What are you looking forward to? You know, what are the hopes for uh, the remainder of the season? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21. Be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. Uh, as it stands right now, um, the World Series has officially been set. It will be the Arizona Diamondbacks taking on the Texas Rangers, which, in my opinion, um, is a bit disappointing. Monday night, uh, the the Astros couldn't hold it down, losing the uh, the pennant eleven to eleven to two, which is fucking demoralizing for us as you know here in Houston and everything like that. But it's whatever they'll probably see us again next year uh but i am so glad because like it happened like 10 15 minutes ago the game just ended over there uh in arizona that the diamondbacks knock off the philadelphia phillies to go to the world series so tomorrow's episode will be a recap of the postseason and then my predictions going forward uh for the world series which will probably begin oh yeah We'll probably begin this weekend or possibly next weekend, so we'll see where that goes uh, from here on out. But a big congratulations to both the Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. So 
looking forward to that episode uh i know i have not covered loki yet but at this point episode four is about to drop uh episode four is about to drop on thursday so we'll see what happens i might just wait until the whole season comes out before i just give my overall uh review and everything like that and that's kind of what i'm looking forward kind of what i'm moving towards to anyway so we'll see what happens we're still continuing our 31 nights of horror as we are approaching the last seven days of october so be on the lookout for that be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast and of course as always be sure to embrace your inner madness